Welcome and get ready for a front row seat on Icons with Ava Johanna, the live show that is raising the bar in the entertainment space worldwide. You're about to be right in the middle of heart-pounding conversations and real-time connection that ignite transformation within. Our global live show stars the industry's powerhouses, visionaries, and cultural icons. Together, we'll walk the path of legendary entrepreneurs, influential business moguls, celebrities, and iconic brand architects. Join the conversation, seize the opportunity to engage directly with icons of their industries, and immerse yourself in an unparalleled learning experience. Icons isn't just a show. It's an opportunity to step into the minds and hearts of industry leaders and run with their advice. So grab your popcorn because this is the space where icons are born. This is a special episode of Icons. Lexi Rodriguez is in town, which is such a gift because I was like dancing, getting ready in um, the bathroom. I'm like, how freaking cool is it that I got to fly my team out. We are literally rocking Academy of Breath merch. Tomorrow we have a team photo shoot. Saturday, people are flying in from all over the country to join us in celebrating the Academy of Breath. And this brand that I built and, you know, Academy of Breath started four years ago, but my company started seven years ago. And so it is so cool to see the amalgamation of a brand over time, a company over time. And the conversation that you and I started riffing on earlier today that we were like, we need to create a conversation and a podcast around this is the difference between the transformation of information versus embodiment and integration of the experiences, the practices, and the gifts that you really desire to share with the world. And even just thinking about why AOB is where it is today comes back to the fact that I didn't ever just let information be enough. It was experience and embodiment and being with the work in the way that was necessary and required for me at specific times in my life, as you know as well too. And so for everybody that is here listening to Icons or watching Icons on YouTube, or those of you that are watching the Instagram live right now, there are no two better people <laughs> to talk about embodiment and integration than Lexi and I. And I say that and I toot our own horns because we have held literally hundreds of people through the process of learning brand new skills and practices and techniques, some that they had maybe, you know, stumbled into a studio and experienced before, but also people who were like, I don't know why I feel called to be here, but I do. And I'm just going to trust my intuition and stepped into the Academy of Breath. Day one had never done breathwork before. And so we know what it's like to be handed over information, handed over these powerful gifts and to be invited into your own process with it. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to have this conversation on icons. It's all about becoming an iconic leader. And part of becoming an iconic leader is your ability to facilitate incredible experiences with your people, whether you are a product-based business or a service-based business, but it all comes down to the experience. And so much of how experience is curated comes back to who we are, how we've lived, our artistry and how it's fused into the message, the gift, the product, the experience. And so that's what we wanted to talk about today. And for those of you that don't know who Lexi is, although I feel like at this point, 
everyone in my world has to know Lexi because she's been such an integral part of the Academy of Breath. She is a somatics guide and an instructor within the Academy of Breath. She is our master coach. She teaches embodiment. She teaches creativity and artistry and I'm probably butchering right now your your um your elevator pitch but it's been so incredible to see Lexi over the last five years since we first officially met I mean I remember when you booked a one-to-one session with me before we met in person at Camp Conscious and I think you had just um maybe you like had recently broken away yeah. from the radio job you were yes. like very very new though I had just into wellness and but you were you were personal training at yes, that point I was personal training I had a podcast and I was taking clients I always tell my community that when I was in my early 20s I went through a life coaching diploma in-person certificate um in in Arizona the Southwest Institute of Healing Arts and I was in I was like 20 23 y'all. And then I continued to study transpersonal psychology and I wasn't really taking clients then, but I was working full-time in radio. And at that point I was doing production for life coaches and therapists and psychologists and people in the wellness space, um, more so in the like mind to body, not body to mind, which we'll talk about. Um, and I remember, just really being like, wow, this is really cool. You just hold the space for these people to explore themselves and be with what's, what's real in the moment, what's present in the moment for them, because what's real for them actually might not be that true story. But I just remember watching this one specific life coach at the time do her thing with clients. And I was just like, I could do that. I want to do that. So at the time that we had met, I was a relationship coach, y'all. Yes, that's what it was. Mind you, I'm 25 and um, I'm taking clients. I'm taking clients. I'm charging like $400 a month for four sessions. I'm bartending at night. I'm taking clients in the day or I'm bartending during the day and I'm coming home to my apartment and taking clients online on Skype, y'all, on Skype. Um, And from there... And from being present with my experience, I was able to intuitively move into the spaces that were going to teach me what I desired to teach, right? That that were going to transfer the information into my specific body, and then I was going to take it and continue to follow the thread of what I was curious about. Because when you were speaking, I was thinking about how, of course, it's important to know things. Of course, it's important to have knowledge and wisdom and take classes and all of that. Oh my gosh. But it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. And it's important to know that your body can be the filter into your way, right? And your body is a different filter into the way you do things. My body is a different filter into the way I do things based off of my experience and and your experience. And I feel like that's where people fall flat Mm -hmm. is they go, okay, cool. I know this now I've studied it. Ava's taught it to me or whatever, you know, whoever's taught it to me, I'm going to go teach it. And then they're like, why don't I like teaching this? Mm -hmm. Or why is this not connecting with my students? Or why was that session just okay? Oh, it's because I didn't put any of my experience into it. And it doesn't have to be a verbal putting into, it can just be this energetic way that you are teaching, for example, and relative to to the Academy of Breath, 
equal ratio breath, box breath. We all know it. We've all done it. If you're a breathwork facilitator in any way, I'm sure you've taught it. Simple breath. But I will 100% say that if you receive box breath from Ava, it's going to feel great and different than if you receive it from me. Mm-hmm. And it's going to inspire something else in you and something else in the next person, right? And so it's so beautiful. And sometimes I think it's hard to grasp for some people, but I think a sign to pay attention to is, are you leaving your sessions, facilitators, leaders, healers, are you leaving your sessions and not feeling lit up? Are you questioning? Are you feeling insecure? Are you like, oh shit, I just read my notes before I hopped into that session and um, I just regurgitated. Mm -hmm. It's okay. And I've done it before. And it all starts with knowing your body first, embodiment, to be able to facilitate an embodied experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was reading the actual definition of embodiment the other day because I'm writing my book. And I was like, I want to be really accurate in exactly what I'm saying here and what I mean. And it really is so simple. It is to embody a specific quality feeling sensation of a desired experience or of a tangible result and so when you think about it from the lens of the facilitator the space holder the coach or the mentor the teacher even if you're like a fitness professional and I know we're going to riff a little bit on our experience earlier today the embodiment piece is us moving into a session, moving into a class, moving into a studio, moving into a room and being in the energy of the experience of the version of ourselves that is confident, the version of ourselves that is present, the version of ourselves that speaks slowly and articulate enough to express a powerful message that lands with the people. And so it's such a skill that I think a lot of people don't realize takes a while to develop and it's something that the only way in which you are going to feel like you are able to do it is by literally getting your hours in and teaching and putting yourself in that position of walking into a room and not feeling embodied walking into a room and not feeling present walking into a room and you know like we were talking about earlier when you meant to say right foot up, you say left hand up and you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm all over the place. And like having those moments of contrast where you feel so far away from the type of leader you want to be and the embodiment that you want to hold of whatever version of yourself you see as a leader or space holder. But it's that contrast that allows for us to come back to the knowing of where we actually want to be and what would actually be required of us in order to hold powerful space and express a powerful message to the people that are in the space that they're entrusting us in. Mm -hmm. And holding powerful space, you know, I I say this a lot to my community, it does not mean that you are the loudest person in the room. It does not mean that um, you're you're quoting Tony Robbins or, you know, you're coming in there with a more aggressive masculine opposed a po perspective whoa am i okay it means that you're present 
Right. And in that moment, it was like, okay, I got to come back to my body. So it means that you're in the body and you are able to witness other humans in their body and trust that your nervous system, because remember, and this is a lot of stuff that we teach in the Academy of Breath, your nervous systems will um, become one. Mm -hmm. Right. So you will regardless and no matter where you are you will become one with the nervous systems in the room, but you have to give yourself a moment to notice it. And then I always tell my movement students, you know, trust that you know your shit, trust that you already know how to teach this class, how to teach breath, teach movement, whatever it is, and be present and let your knowing come through you in an authentic way, rather than being like, let me, let me go through this file of things that I know and let me pull it out and express it. It's like, it will come, mm-hmm. right? But like Ava said, it does take practice. And I think something that you can think about is, when are you pulled out of your experience? When are you pulled out of your body? And how can you simply just notice your fingertips together? Or how can you simply just take like a soft breath and be like, okay, I'm okay with the space that I'm going to give right now. And then we'll see where the the conversation takes us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Having the ability to be with space, I think is one of the most challenging thing for new teachers and people that are seasoned as well too. Mm -hmm. I especially think people that don't have any traditional training in space holding, and this could be people that have entered the coaching industry, um, people who decided that they wanted to start leading meditation that haven't actually received any traditional training in how to lead meditation, or people who walk into a yoga class and they hear somebody teaching a breathwork practice, or they go to a breathwork workshop and they're like, oh, I memorized the pattern, so now I can go teach it. Those people don't understand the actual neuroscience behind space holding and what arises within your system, but then also what arises in the system of the people that are in your room that when in whatever experience you're facilitating and how there are specific things that you can do to calm yourself as a space holder so that you are creating more of a commanding energy is or guiding the energy in different ways that you desire to and not just having this like free-flowing energy that's really chaotic and ungrounding for the people in the room and so it's so interesting to me because I really do think that people think that like I told you the other night when I went to a comedy show someone was like oh, you teach people how to breathe. That's like the biggest scam on the planet. And I'm like, it really is not because not only are you not breathing correctly right now, sir, but in addition to that, it's so easy to just think that it's something simple, but there's all of these different layers to holding space, to guiding someone through a specific breath practice that, yeah, maybe at first glance, if you've never been a part of a certification or you've never gone deep in a teacher training like we do, in the Academy of Breath, you would think that it's really simple, but it actually has so much depth and um, context to it that once you actually start going through the experience, you realize like, wow, there's so much that is underneath the surface that I never knew was there. And I think that that's something that is really special, especially for like yoga teachers and um, 
anybody who has maybe studied meditation or practiced meditation or has studied pranayama and practiced pranayama, but on a surface level, people say all the time, oh, I did a little bit of breath work in my yoga teacher training, so I don't know if I need to be a part of the Academy of Breath. And I'm like, I promise you, you did not. Yeah. study breath work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just guided a workshop yeah. for a yoga studio where I taught them about how it looks and how it feels to be a trauma-informed yoga teacher, how to come into the room with a somatic awareness of the somatic experience of the humans in the room. And I taught them about different breath practices that are important to bring into the room, right? And um and about the nervous system. And while you were speaking, babe, it was like, it all comes down to the nervous system, right? There are layers to communication as well. And if we don't know about our nervous system, we might miss that because they're, the way that our client in front of us or the group in front of us is communicating, whether that be through the body or through the voice, they're in a certain state. They're in a certain nervous system state. And then from there, we can intuitively lead the conversation a certain way, or we can intuitively lead the movement. And, and I was blown away by them not knowing what the nervous system really did in a, a yoga class specifically, mm -hmm. right? Because yes, we're doing so much more than just movement in a yoga class, but what we're doing, y'all, when we're doing breath, when we're doing meditation, when we're moving our bodies, we're exploring our system and we should be able to open our eyes or leave the studio and know something a little bit more about ourselves, mm -hmm. about our state in that moment, about how our day sent us into a certain state mm -hmm. and to remember like, oh, I really loved the way I felt coming into this class. I really don't love the way I felt like if the, if the teacher doesn't know about all aspects that I just spoke about, they're going to guide a very one dimensional experience. And it's just going to be, um, yeah, guiding down dog to crescent lunge, take a breath, take an exhale, but it's like, we really have the opportunity as facilitators to facilitate deep healing in an unintimidating way for people that are just not ready to go deep and talk about their traumas. Mm -hmm. We have that opportunity with movement, with simple breath, with meditation, if we know, and if we be a certain way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a big difference between walking into a class with an instructor such as yourself and walking into a class with an instructor who is recently graduated from their teacher training, or maybe they graduated 10 years ago, but they haven't pursued more depth with, and not necessarily even education, but more depth within themselves, more curiosity within themselves. And something that we saw today, um, I swear, if we ever walk into your class to take it, kick promise, us out. Yeah, kick us out. <laughs> <laughs> we got notes. Um, but if we, we, we went to this studio today and the teacher was amazing. She was great. She was really good at verbal cueing. Um, all of her alignment was spot on. You know, I think everybody makes some mistakes in every single class. But one of the things that we both walked away from the class uh, remarking about is it was just verbal cues about anatomy. And there wasn't anything beyond what 
you would extract from the PDF that you received during your yoga teacher training of the flow that they teach you in your yoga teacher training, which again, creates a fine class where Lexi and I left and we're like, oh, that felt good. That was fun. But it wasn't walking out of the class like, holy shit, I want to know when are, when are you teaching next? How can I get on the yeah. schedule? How can I make sure that I attend every single class that, you, that you're how teaching? How can I work with you one-on-one? Yeah. This is how you make money yeah. in the space. You know your shit, right? Um, I have been able to build my whole entire movement-based business that I first started out as into a embodiment business. And it all, you know, really was supported by clients that were coming to my yoga classes, fitness classes, bar classes, Pilates classes. Mm -hmm. I still work with people that found me in a fitness studio and were more curious about what else I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it all comes down to the fact that you stay curious, you embody the work, you walk your walk, you take the time to show up for yourself as your most important client and be in process and be with the with the practices, with the gifts that have been given to you. You didn't just go through the first round of the Academy of Breath and say, okay, now I teach breath work and like leave it there and only teach other people. You showed up to your practice every single day. You learn new things about yourself, about the body, about sensation, about somatics through your own body. And that sparked a curiosity and an excitement to find the somatic training that you're in and find these other ner- the nervous system training that you did and all these other trainings that you've done it's like there's so much power in the embodiment and the implementation of what we have learned and what we have taken from the trainings that we've done in the past from the um school that we've that we've done or whatever it might be to go deeper than just, okay, now I have the certification and now I have the information and I'm done. Like that's how you create just an eh experience. But if you want to create an amazing experience, it comes down to, I have the information and now's my time to be with the information, to go deeper, to see what information comes from within me now that I've inputted this information inside of me it's like the input is where you begin then the output inspires the next action yeah yeah like what am I attracted to wow how am I speaking it's so it's so interesting you know to be aware of even just the way that I speak now differently you know I led a a training um a few months ago and I was humbled when and I was okay with it when one of my students was like I, I just don't really understand what you're saying because mm-hmm. I was using words like embodiment or whatever words I was using. If y'all have been in my community, you probably are there once in a while. Like, what is she fucking saying? But these the, the studying that I have done, you know, has has guided me into a portal of new a new way of being yeah. every time. And I want to note that, yes, we're talking about following the thread of where you're interested in being and who you're interested in learning from and also keeping a pulse on your way, what perhaps you want to create a new, maybe it's a new experience, right? Maybe it's a new course that's never been out there with an accumulation of things that you know, but make sure that 
you feel it feels true to you before you go out and hold the space in that way right we're not saying don't take new certifications or or new courses we're saying no join the academy know of yourself join the academy of breath yes join the academy <laughs> of breath <laughs> know yourself N- uh, understand when the body's inviting you to learn more about your nervous system join the academy of breath so we can teach you about your nervous system and then you'll always have this like little guide within you okay how does my system feel when I talk about um, X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are so many people out there that are doing this work. And yet there are a lot of people out there who have never experienced this work. And so there's like, it's, it's interesting, right? There's a spectrum because in some ways we might feel like, oh, this industry is saturated. I mean, I've been doing personal development, self-help, meditation, breathwork, mm-hmm. fitness for years. And everyone and their mother is a Pilates instructor and everyone and their mother teaches breathwork now. And how am I going to stand out? Is there even room for me? You know, I remember mm-hmm. back in um, like... 2017 maybe 2018 people were saying oh the influencer bubbles about to pop and it's like it was just getting started it was just getting started and even looking at like the influencer bubble and content creator bubble what's really cool to see is how the people that got in later the people that are really successful now the reason why they're so successful is because yes they've taken this baseline foundation of instagram reels tiktok shorts whatever it might be but they did it their way like i love how ugc ugc is a perfect example for anyone that doesn't know use ugc is user generated content there's so many people out there that were like i actually don't have a big following but I'm talented, I'm creative. So I'm going to take photos, I'm going to work with brands, I'm going to get paid tens of thousands of dollars. And I don't have to post a thing on my page anymore. I'm just delivering them content. And I'm acting as like their, their uh, photographer, their content creator behind the scenes. And I think that it's such a perfect example of, you know, also adapting this towards the meditation space, the yoga space, the um, Pilates space, or wherever breath work. And knowing that, yeah, there are a lot of breathwork instructors, there are a lot of yoga teachers, there are a lot of instructors just out there in general, but the more that you are devoted to this work and the more that you decide to really hone in on what your voice is, what you want to talk about, what messages are on your heart, what's important to you, and like what you want people to feel coming into your experiences and feel leaving your experiences. If you stay in your lane and focus on that, you will be successful. You will create experiences that people can't get anywhere else. Saturation is a myth. Saturation is for the people who stay in the information space. Saturation does not exist when you are an embodied leader. Yeah, yeah, totally. I was telling Ava that I want to feel something whether I'm signing up for a breathwork class, a meditation class, a a workout class, I want to feel something. That is why I am going to this class. And the space holder does not have to tell me everything about them, but I do desire to feel something from them, Mm -hmm. right? In a Pilates class, I'm not teaching breathwork and meditation. I will say little motivational quotes that feel true to me in that moment. And the reflections I get 
are that my Pilates classes are a spiritual experience or, you know, they, they pull something out of them that they didn't know they had in them. But that is because Pilates and movement literally has pulled me out of so many dark places in my life. And so I want to ask everybody that is interested in becoming an embodied leader, an embodied facilitator of any sorts, like, what is your why? Why do you want to become this leader? Because again, another, I think, another note or, or a piece on unalignment is if you can't really, if you can't really explore the why behind it, then maybe it's actually not for you. Mm-hmm. And we need more leaders that are like, this is my lifelong passion. It's supported. These modalities have supported me through some dark times and I want to share it. I want to be a part of the ripple effect. If your why is because you just want to have meditation teacher in your bio or Mm -hmm. Pilates instructor in your bio, and then you're wondering why you're not making money or you're not booking clients or you hate teaching classes or you're burnt out, you need to reevaluate why you got into the space in the first place because not everybody should be a breathwork teacher. Not everybody should be a meditation teacher just because you like meditation. Not everybody should be a Pilates instructor just because you like Pilates. Perhaps you're interested in it, but there's something else that you're going to be really passionate about elsewhere. And I'm not saying that to discourage, but I'm saying that to invite you to really check yourself, really ask yourself, why are you here? I've had to ask multiple clients that multiple um, and ask that question in multiple trainings because I can see and I see I see it help people snap the fuck back in. Mm-hmm. And I see people be like, oh, shit, you're right. Yeah. I just like Pilates. Mm-hmm. I don't actually want to teach. OK, that's beautiful. Just be honest about it yeah. because you holding space is a um it's it it holds weight mm-hmm. and people need to start taking it seriously. Yeah, I think that part of the reason why the coaching industry or the somatic space or the um even, you know, like yoga industry gets so much flack is that there are a lot of people that were just like, "Oh, this seems fun. I'm going to do this now." Mm-hmm. And I do think that a lot of people are starting to realize that you don't have to monetize every single passion that you have and it's beautiful. And I do think that, you know, when I did my yoga teacher training, there were only three of us that actually became yoga teachers in a group of like 21, 22 people. And I do think that there's something to be said about deciding to go into a training or a certification simply just for yourself because of the accountability and the experience and the deepening and being like in a community where they really are showing up to be in process with whatever the thing is um and so this also isn't to deter anybody if you're like I don't know if I want to be a tra- yeah. a, a yeah. facilitator I don't know if I want to be a space holder but I again I just like feel pulled into the space then listen to that pull but also don't force yourself into something that as you're going along in the journey, you realize, well, maybe this isn't actually my path. Like that's beautiful wisdom to have experienced. And again, it's like you would not have experienced that had you not had the experience, had you not just said, yes, I'm going to be a part of this training or yes, I am going to go take this class or yes, I am going to enroll in this weekend course. And so the 
title of the Instagram live and, and, and the episode is all like information versus embodiment. And I think that a lot of people live within the information stage for so long, which is like within the head, ultimately just in the mind. And there's nothing wrong with being in the information stage, but you're missing honestly like 90% of the journey if you don't take it a step further and give yourself the gift of experience and embodiment and integration and implementation and you can learn and grow and continue to try new things and be curious while you're in that stage. I think that a lot of times people will sometimes be like, oh no, I need to like integrate and I need time to implement. And it's like, you don't have to just like hold yourself in one space for a season and then be like, and now it's my embodiment phase. And now it's my information phase. I think the more that you learn to trust yourself and be in the body and be present with your experiences as you're having it, you realize that you can actually hold multiple at once. And I think that a lot of people sell themselves short and don't strengthen their nervous system because they convince themselves, oh, I'm going to be too overwhelmed or I um, need to just take time to implement right now or to integrate. And it's like maybe a past you needed that, but who do you want to become? Where are you going? Do you want to be the person that can only hold one piece at a time? Or do you want to learn how to stretch your nervous system and your capacity so that you can hold multiple things at once? Because if you can learn to hold multiple things at once, you're also going to learn how to hold more good things, more love, more success, more money, more of the experiences and the spectrum of the uh, different emotions and circumstances and things that your clients are going to navigate. And so there is also something to be said about letting yourself be stretched in your embodiment while also being in the information stage as well too. I feel like I kind of just went all over the place. No, I love it. I loved it. I followed, I followed every moment because again, it's knowing yourself, the knowing yourself piece. And if you have just an inch of inspiration within you that is like, I want to hold space. I want to create experiences. I really want to guide people into their bodies and um, support some type of shift or healing, follow that and allow your healing to happen while you're also learning how to support healing in others. Because that's, I think, the last point I want to make. If you feel this in your body that you are meant to teach breath or you're meant to teach meditation or you are meant to teach movement, Notice when you're like, okay, but I need to be better before I teach it. Mm -hmm. I need to master it before I teach it. We're not saying master the modality. We're saying if you master yourself, if you master-ish your nervous system, right? If you learn your nervous system in this present moment, you're going to be able to flow with any modality and teach what is embodied because more will become embodied Mm -hmm. as you teach. Mm -hmm mastery is not memorization mastery is experience mastery is embodiment what would be one like call to action from this conversation for anybody that is listening to this that um is really just like vibing out with us and what we've been what we've been talking about Mm, okay it would be because I, I envision the person listening either really digs breath work, meditation or movement or music, whatever that is, it would be to go get yourself in that space and practice being embodied 
notice when you're pulled out in the mind. This is a practice of being embodied. It is noticing when you're in the mind. Mm -hmm. That's a practice of being embodied. Say you're in a yoga class, feel your body on the mat and also notice the rest of your experience. Maybe there's a little emotion there. Start to explore yourself is my invitation for you. Start to explore yourself every day when you're making breakfast, when you're, you know, drinking your coffee in the morning and, and, and make every move an embodied move Mm. or try to. Mm -hmm. I love that. Slowing down Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. My call to action is join the Academy. (laughs) (laughs) That too. I didn't know if that was on the table. (laughs) Oh, well, this has been so fun. I feel like we could literally riff for hours, but I know you have a client call in just a second. So I'm going to give you the space to prep for your call. Mm. But yeah, anybody that's listening to this or watching the Instagram live, um, watching this on YouTube, the Academy of Breath starts on February 15th. And this is our 11th cohort. We have certified over 600 teachers all across the world which is so incredible. And we have also been able to cultivate communities and people coming together that not only are just Academy of Breath alumni because they went through the training, but are walking a similar path to each other, very like-minded in their desire and devotion to becoming a better version of themselves, very devoted also to being of service and not just coming into this world of space holding and facilitation and teaching because it looks cool or it's what the wellness girlies are doing or because they've seen that there's good money involved. But the people that enter in the Academy of Breath really are heart-centered leaders and are some of the sweetest people that I have ever met. They are just so excited and eager to help other people. And so if you feel like that is you, if you feel like you desire to work with your nervous system and embody your work I think that's one of the biggest things about the academy of breath is like we're yes you are going to get the information but information is just a fraction of the experience it's embodiment it's integration it's talking about it it's being able to put a name to the sensations and the emotions and the actual physical experience that you are having so that you are able to then articulate to the people in your world in a way that only you can and create those transformational profound experiences in your spaces and in the realms in which you desire to express this work and also for yourself so that you are unlocking more of your human potential because that's truly what breathwork does we have so many resources on aob you can go to academyofbreath.org forward slash enroll there's payment plan options there are um we're actually partnered with affirm and afterpay which is really cool so if you want to break it up into like 12 months or plus you can split up your payment plans you can reach out to lexi or myself if you have any questions and yeah it's going to be a really special round 12 weeks all together lexi like i said at the beginning is our master coach she'll she'll be holding you live every other week and then I teach all of the trainings that are knowledge-based modules the information Um, and then something that's really cool also is that you are going to get a three-month membership into mindful masters so you also will be able to be held in breathwork journeys with me all in the realm of uh, entrepreneurship leadership and energetic work that we must do as facilitators as leaders as teachers and as coaches 
Well, there you have it, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Icons with Ava Johanna. Make sure if you're not already on our VIP list that you sign up so that you can be invited exclusively into the community to take part in these conversations live, ask questions, and co-create this experience. If you're not already following me, make sure you give me a follow at Ava Johanna and follow our amazing guest. I'll see you soon and don't forget, go do something iconic.